a sneak peek at what's coming up next. I think the Democrats should just come out and be against gay marriage, and all of a sudden, all the conservatives be like. Well, no, they need to get married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We need to support everybody's right. Listen, I support Adam and Steve. Yeah, exactly. Like, immediately, that's what's going to fucking happen. You'll they'll be see, making, you'll they'll see be Mitch making... McConnell on TV going, all people should be married. That's right. Mitch McConnell will be on TV making a gay wedding cake. That's it. Oh, God. That would be so fucking <laughs> funny to me. Oh, he's painting the rainbow on the front Listen, of the Listen, the Democrats cake. are clearly bigoted against our LGBTQ yeah, brothers. Yeah, like, you would immediately <laughs> see that shit. Lindsey Graham would be stepping up there going, well, the Bible actually says, and he'd just start describing shit that some, like, liberal... And, and the Bible, uh, there actually is plenty of uh, homosexual yeah, love. Right, right, right. Interact- Jesus yeah, just, loved homosexuals. Just fucking immediately you would see that shit. Just immediately. <laughs> Immediately. Welcome to another lovely episode of the On the Spectrum podcast. My name is Steve. And I'm Nick. <laughs> you love making fun of that. All right. Now One I point time, like five episodes in a row, I point at you to cue you to talk. <laughs> I mean, right, sorry, hold on. by the way, some of that actually started because we, were, we weren't doing video yet. We were just doing audio. And so I was like, all right. Welcome to On the Spectrum Podcast. My name is Steve. And I'm Nick. There you go. Is that better? Yeah, because I actually know how to time that. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure you yeah, do. All right. Yeah, your wife tells me all about your great timing. Absolutely. Speaking of that. Speaking um, of my wife believing I'm not good at timing? Yes. Oh, all right. We are going to talk about something that we shouldn't talk about. Now, we're going to talk about masculinity today. What do I mean by masculinity? Maleness. I mean, like, like, what does it mean to be well, a no. man? Just, just masculinity. Yeah, what does man-ness. it mean to be about uh, certain expectations that come with being a male? Mm. Um, and as it relates to, so we're talking about gender, not really sex per se. We're talking more about like gender, although I, there's always going to be some intertwine well, there. But, but, but we're not really talking about gender. We're talking about man. Right. We're talking about uh, the social expectations well, yes, on but men, certain not expe- males, but, but per se. In, con- in the context of being somebody who is autistic. Yes. Yes. So um, I think that gender is a confusing topic. And when I say gender, I'm talking specifically about gender roles or gender expectations. Yes. The, the societal imposition. Um, it's a confusing topic or a subject for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. I think if you're autistic, um, we don't always pick up what people are putting down, so to speak. <laughs> Very true. Very, especially a lot of those social expectations. Um, we we have tendency to not be uh, the most intuitive when it comes to those. Yeah, like you look at somebody like we we spoke to Temple Grandin. Yep. And obviously, it's, she's not a man, but she also doesn't. <clears throat> she's never been interested in like um, having. The romantic qu- relationships. Yeah. She has never kind of followed a traditionally quote unquote feminine yeah. path or or woman path. path. I guess. Yeah, yeah, whatever you. <coughs> however, however, you really want to word that because I think that's part of the ambiguity and the expectation yeah. for a lot of autistic people is exactly that because a the language has changed over the last twenty years for a lot of people as well as the idea of gender roles, gender expectations. A lot of that has changed a great deal. And so when you have somebody who not only steps outside of what others would consider to be the social expectation of their gender, but also when you add in the autism part of it, because for us, it becomes even drastically more 
confusing in a lot of ways. And um, I'm not saying for everybody. I'm just saying in a lot of ways. We're going to weigh the pros and cons between gender roles and gender baguettes. <laughs> because I'm leaning more towards gender baguettes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, I, I, I refuse both. I like gender croissants. Okay. Yeah. I like the ones where they, they got nice long points to them. And right in the middle, it's nice and buttery. So I get that was a bad reference. This topic came up because um, I was observing people's behavior and something that's always kind of bothered me was when people uh, are white knighting. If people don't know what that means, it means uh, when typically a man mm. decides well, that he usually needs an older to man too most of the time decides that he needs to jump in and protect a woman. Even if there's a situation where she doesn't necessarily need protecting mm -hmm. or is fine, but they feel compelled to step in and protect the poor, weak woman. Yeah. And, and it's not even that he's jumping in to protect someone from a legitimate reason. It's I'm jumping in to protect a woman because she's a woman. Right. Or the the right. idea that they, they need help auto, or the automatically. automatically. Yeah. They need help from another man. <clears throat> Um, and sometimes, and I will say, women can white knight too, and I've seen it quite a bit too. It's it gets uh, well, yeah. I, I've the 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 situations I've seen that were kind of annoying is like when somebody kind of jumps in and they have no idea what the situation is, right? And they try to defend who they they think automatically is start the... defending whatever whoever the woman is in the situation, right. even if the woman's in the wrong, because they just assume that. The right. male is the the if there if it's if males it's a, are the aggressor. Yeah, if it's a man and a woman in the situation, right. they automatically assume it's kind of like you hear stories about how cops, um, like if there's a domestic violence call uh -huh. and there's a man and a woman involved, they yeah. just assume that the guy's at fault, right? Even though statistically speaking, he probably is, but that's not always the case. But we still shouldn't <clears throat> we shouldn't arrest somebody just because statistics say it's more likely. There's actually um, there's guys out there who have not called the police uh -huh. during situations with their spouses mm -hmm. because they had experiences where they were blamed even though mm. they were the victim in the situation uh -huh. or that or they were laughed at because people don't take it seriously. Yeah, well, I had a buddy a couple of years ago. Uh, and when I say a couple of years ago, I mean almost 20 years ago at this point. He uh, he got arrested one day because he called the cops because his wife kept throwing CDs at him. Yeah. And when the cop showed up, he said, uh, thanks for coming. I, you know, I, I called you guys. I can't get my wife to stop throwing CDs. And one of the cops looked at him and said, what'd you do? And my buddy goes, I, we were talking about some things and she just got really upset. And, and I tried to calm her down and she started throwing stuff at me. And then he, he pointed out that he tried to block her from hitting him. And the cops put him in handcuffs and said, you made an aggressive act towards your wife. Yeah, it did eventually get thrown out of court because the judge looked at <clears> it and went, <throat> what? But yeah. it's just the idea that these two cops automatically assumed that he had to have done something to exacerbate the situation. So he must have been at fault. Well, I think we. So it's victim blaming in that point. Well, at that uh, point, as a society in whole, we tend to assume that women aren't as aggressive even though on average women are not as physically aggressive as men not physically but they are verbally as aggressive right. um so if there's a situation that is physical they just assume that the man was the one initiating right. physical violence right. which like i said 
But we shouldn't make that Statistically assumption. speaking, it's probably more likely that the guy is being sure, physical, but it's not always. The case. But again, we shouldn't base, you know, legal decisions off of likelihoods. But the white knighting thing, I've seen um, situations happen where, uh, let's say, a woman is hitting a man. Yes. And the guy tries to defend himself by, let's say, blocking or uh-huh. pushing her away. And right. then uh, all of a sudden, these guys have to jump in and start, like, defending the woman. Right. Or, like, hitting the guy because uh-huh. he was trying to defend himself because, you know, how right. dare he maybe possibly slightly harm her in, right. in the act of defending himself. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I'm alienating all of our female audience right now, but no, well, hold on, hold on. And, and, if, and, and if there's listeners. anybody who has gotten to this point and we're like, why in the hell are you talking about? You're two white males. You're, you're exactly right. We are, we are those. And the reason why we're talking about this is because we've also seen people misattribute behavior to us because they assume that we are just man and that's it. And so they assume things about our behavior and they think it's because we're a man that we're acting that way or because of masculinity or something to that effect when really it could also be just who we are as a human being as well. And sometimes some behaviors are attributed to us that isn't necessarily has anything to do with being a man, but we're still told that like I I said in a previous episode about info dumping, I was info dumping to somebody about a psychological concept that I knew of and she accused me of mansplaining, but she accused me of it because I'm a man, just because I'm a man. And I was talking a whole, and I was saying a bunch of stuff. She wasn't accusing me of it because I, I was talking down to her. No, I was explaining something, having no idea if she knows the answer or not, or knew what she was talking about or not. And in fact, I, I kind of knew she didn't because the rest of the conversation dictated she actually didn't know what she was talking about when, you know, talking about this subject. But it wasn't because I'm a man that I said it to her. It just happens to be one of my special interests. And to identify the difference in that and have the context of that is important. And so there are times where people assume things just because you're a man or a woman. And a lot of people don't actually talk about the male side of that. They talk about the female side of that a lot. Well, the expectations as, as on women. autistic folk, we don't yes. always neatly fit into the boxes, as I was saying before. So I think it's That's more true. confusing yeah. uh, for a lot of us than it may be. It may not be as confusing for other people. Uh, That's true who maybe more readily accept or understand some of the social implications of things around them. Cause you're We're all raised in a certain way where there are certain expectations that are kind of subtly placed on us mm-hmm. and we don't always agree with or pick up on those things or right. like, why do I have to do this? Or why do I have to act that way? Yeah. And you know, like being yeah. a kid and you're told, well, you have to do this. Why? Because you're a boy. Why? Um, okay. <laughs> Why? Why? And yeah. you, there's no real answer just because no. that's the way it is. Yeah. Well, that 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 has always been one of my hated phrases is that's just the way it is. Well, how come it's like that? Well, how come we can't do that's it differently? That's just the way it is. Um, I've always hated those expressions of like, you can't do anything about it. We, Yeah, you fucking can. You can do something different, right? Like, why yeah. do we have to just accept the way things are? Why can't we do something different? And part of not being able to do something different sometimes is because somebody already tried all the different ways and this is the way they found to work best. But a lot of times when it comes to social stuff, people just didn't question it because there was no need to question it until now. Like, honest to God, 40 years ago, there were autistic people, sure, there are, you know, uh, level ones, level twos, and level threes called something different, but they, they were there, but it just wasn't as widely known. 
You know what I mean? Like there's a lot more things that we understand psychologically than we knew at one point. So of course there was no real reason to question the status quo, if you will, about gender roles and social expectations. What does it mean to be a man, Nick? Um, and what does it mean to be a man in 2023? Because I think the definition of what being a man has probably changed. Um, more than likely, but I, I will say like when it comes to that question in particular, I don't think any one man has a good explanation, has the right explanation, and or can speak for every other person who identifies as a man. Because we're I, not I a monolith, we're all different. Well, I th well, you can say that too, even though I'm getting tired of hearing people saying, I'm not a monolith. I, I know it's a real thing, and I know it makes people feel like they're invisible if, you know. Well, we talk about generalities, but generalities doesn't mean that it applies to everybody. Right. It, like when I said generalities don't. It means it applies mostly. When I said in general that men tend to be more physically right. violent or act out their um emotions in a right. physical way, that's on average. It doesn't mean every man acts that way because right. a lot of men don't. But on average, men do often physically act out their emotions more than women do. It doesn't mean there aren't physically violent women. I've met women who so act out in physical ways like yeah. hitting, slapping, throwing things. But it's it that's we're just talking. We we can only address these things in general terms. Yes, that's otherwise well, you're just dealing with an individual on a one on one basis, which is fine. That's called therapy. Yeah, that is literally called therapy. Um, but I think based on your question, though, what what does it mean to be a man? What is a man? I think you, we're sounding like Matt Walsh right now. <sighs> what is a woman? I'm just kidding. <laughs> if I never have to listen to that man speak ever again, I'm gonna be a happy guy. Because so like sometimes you bring up and you've shown me clips of like Ben Shapiro stuff, right? Just to engage in conversation about the topic or like Jordan Peterson and stuff. I have no problem listening to them sometimes, especially mm -hmm. when it's because you want to engage in conversation about something and explore an idea. I've never once. Well, some people don't think it's OK to even anything that man says that would ever encourage me to talk to you about that conversation. No, well, first of all, he's um, not that I'm. I guess not that it really. All right. I was going to point out the fact that he hasn't gone to school. Yeah. He doesn't have any formal education, which yeah. is fine because I didn't finish my secondary education either. No, you didn't. But um, he doesn't really know what he's talking about most of the time. In a lot of ways. Um, that doesn't mean that somebody can't be right sometimes about things, but it just means that a lot of the topics that he discusses that he doesn't actually know what he's talking about. Yeah, there might be some fundamentals <clears throat> that he lost along the way that, also, that might have helped him put things in context or perspective. Yeah, he, well, he also, he's uh, shadow boxing a lot of times. He's fighting ghosts. He's fighting, he's fighting issues that don't exist. Why do you have so many metaphors that I've never heard before? You know what shadow boxing is? I, mean, I know what it is in context of boxing. Metaphorically speaking, he's, fi he's fighting an issue that's not really an issue. Like he, he, when, he, when he went on a lot of the attack on the transgender and gender issues. Oh. But he was complaining about things that weren't really problems. So why not just say it that way? Because it's shorthand. I think people would understand what I mean by shadow boxing. But anyway. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I'm a little <clears throat> lost. No, 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 I'm with you now. now that but some people would be, would, would be upset about even listening or considering anything that those people have to say. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even I don't think that way personally, but I can see where other people might, they might be more. And I say rigid, maybe that sounds like I'm being negative, but I mean rigid in the sense that 
Um, if you disagree with somebody fundamentally about one thing, right? Some people are unwilling to listen to anything that person has to say. And that is very rigid thinking. And I don't think that way. So like I can, I'm okay with saying that I can listen to stuff that Jordan Peterson says and right. I'll agree with some things he says and I don't agree with other things he says. Like a lot of his self-help stuff that he talks about yeah. is good advice. Right. I, absolutely. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with that stuff. Right. Um, when he was talking about some of the climate change stuff that he said, I was like, all right, that mm. doesn't really make any sense. He does, well, he's not a climate scientist. Yeah, it's that's also outside of his purview. Right. So he's going out and talking about things that he shouldn't talk about because he's not an expert on. Well, hold on. Actually, I want to get into that right there um, because I think it goes with our topic today about expe social expectations. In a broader sense, social expectations. <clears throat> Just because you don't have formal education in something doesn't mean you can't have an opinion about something. And, but it also needs to be put in context of that. Like if, and I'm not picking on the guy by any means, I actually love him a great deal as a human being. And I think he's wicked smart, but like if Neil deGrasse Tyson, okay, goes on a panel and I'm not saying he can't, but if he goes on a panel, okay, talking about social expectations, okay. And psychology, you know, uh, social psychology concepts, right? I would expect him to preface at the very beginning, even though there's an automatic assumption, but some people don't look at it this way, but I would expect him very upfront to go, look, I'm a, I'm a physicist. I am not a psychology person. Uh, he's not even a physicist. He's, um, I don't think, wait, wait, I thought he was an astrophysicist. Maybe he is. I don't know. I, I thought, thought he was an I astrophysicist. Think he has multiple degrees. In that could be things, too. But. He's a wicked smart guy, but he mostly, mostly focuses on space and right. right. Uh, but that's kind of my point, though, is like <clears throat> if you have him on a panel discussion talking about uh, the planets, talking about physics, talking about, you know, um, chemicals in the universe. Cool. Isn't he a cosmetologist? I have no idea. Just kidding. Cosmetologist but, is makeup. Is oh, joke. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so anyway, but like, but if you put him talking about psychology and and talking about like cognitive thought and talking about how emotions and things like that. Yes, he has those things and he might have opinions about them, but we need to put that in context is that's yeah, not I his think, area of expertise. And just because we've seen him talk about smartsy shit doesn't mean we should automatically think, listen um, to him in, about certain things. In but most of the conversations, either. most of the conversations I've seen him in. Yeah. It seems like he usually does do that from from I, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing clips where he said, hey, you know, this isn't really my wheelhouse. Right. I've, I've seen him to, actually on his TikTok itself. There yeah. are times where he starts off saying it's not his area of expertise, but here's his opinion about it. And that's kind of where I was going with it. I yeah, think and he has general knowledge in other areas of science. Right. Just not his particular right. field of study. Yeah, we all have general knowledge in things like he I'm sure he knows a good amount about biology, but he's not a biologist. Right. Right. And he might know some basics of how the human brain works, but he's not a neurobiologist. Um, but that's kind of my point is some of these people we look at and because they talk a lot and because they have a lot of opinions and because they're an expert in something, we just automatically go, well, they're smart, so we should listen. Why do you turn into Forrest Gump there? Because that's the stupid ass people who will listen to somebody who's a fucking psychologist. I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is. Well, it, because because <laughs> the people who listen to Jordan Peterson's opinions about economics, about government, like those are just his opinions. He is not a fucking expert in either one of those. Yeah. So if you listen to his podcast and he's talking about how great or bad fucking fascism is, right? That's not his area of expertise. So it's a fucking opinion that's no better than anybody else's in that way.
Is he a smart man? Yes. Is he highly intelligent? Yes. But not in governments. Like, it, and I'm not saying he's ignorant well, to governments. Well, there's also a lot of very smart people who have stupid ideas. Yes, yeah. very much so. <laughs> but that's that's kind of what I'm tying into this I with. would say Ben Shapiro's really smart, but he has a lot of dumb ideas. I, I would say he's very smart, and yes, he's got a little bit of a, a rigid, ignorant view on some things. But that's okay. He can, right? Like, as a human being, and that's kind of what I'm bringing up when it comes to, God, I just fucking pointed at I it. I think pe- people will say, like, oh, this person's dumb, when yeah. really what they mean is... I don't agree with that person. Yeah, a lot of the times people will call somebody stupid or dumb or ignorant when all they're saying is they don't agree. Because I don't think anybody can objectively say like Ben Shapiro is dumb. He's not smart. He's not. He's not. Well, first no. of all, he's created this whole like huge brand, this conservative yes. like brand empire. Right. It's hard for a person who's really that dumb to start to make a successful that business is, like that. That is a true statement. And if you've ever heard heard him speak, he's not a stupid person. No, he's, he's just. Not. Yeah, you just you know very conservative. He's religious. Right. He's a religious conservative he, guy. He, he he loves to play semant the game of semantics. And I so don't. Do I. Um, but that's you know is what it is. Right. Uh, lots of smart people have opinions that you might not like, and that's okay. That's the other thing. That's kind of what I was trying to tie this into because the like I went I derailed the shit out of us. Um, is about yeah. the expectations. Now we're talking stuff. about men, Nick. Yeah, I know, but that, well, I mean that's part of this too, though, is because. Um, what I've noticed, and this is just my anecdotal experience when it comes to watching uh, TikTok and, and Instagram for our social media stuff, when males, at least from what I'm noticing, when males are talking on like panel discussions or people like Ben Shapiro and, and Jordan Peterson and a couple of others that I've seen that when they're giving opinions on stuff, people are much, much, much harsher to criticize it, degrade it, demean it point out how they're wrong. But when I see women on there talking about whatever it is, by the way, um, people are far more supporting in the parts that they agree with more so than criticize the things they don't agree with. Um, Uh, I saw one video in particular, and I don't know the, the woman's name that was featured in the video, but she was on a panel discussion and she was talking about uh, civil rights, no equal rights. That's a, well, I guess same idea, but anyway, she, and she was talking about equity. And she misused a couple of terms. Uh, when she misused a couple of pronouns more charitable. With yeah, the, yeah, yeah, more charitable towards women speakers than male speakers. I, w- I would disagree because I think it depends on where you're looking at. Because there's also a lot of well, like I said, just in my anecdotal experience, there's a lot of uh, red pill spaces online where people are not so nice to women. So, explain red pill again to me. Oh God, <clears throat> red pill. Like why? Like. You see a bunch of these terms on wherever, and you just start using it's them. Well known, like a well large, enough, maybe. No, like I, I, if we went on Facebook right now and you uh-huh. put up a poll on our page, uh-huh. I guarantee more than sixty or seventy percent of the people on our page know what red pill is. That that would not be an accurate da- amount of data because people would fucking look it up before they said yes or no. I'm telling you, it's widely I, I, known. I'm thing. not doubting that. It's just I hear a lot of these euphemistic language kind of things that you say often now. Anyway, it's not, dude, it's not you, a euphemism. You don't have to prove it. Yes, it is euphemistic. No, it's it's what the it's it's a name for a type of community online. It's a it's a uh, it's an umbrella term for certain content creators. Oh, it's not um, an alternative to describing a certain type of behavior. It's, no, it's, it's literally the <clears throat> that's what they name. call it. Yeah. Okay. They call Who's them red, it that? they call it red pill space. Well, it started out with people in those areas. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Well, keep going. Keep so, going then. I um, just don't. <clears throat> as far as my understanding is, these communities started to pop up around 10 years ago, uh-huh. 10, 12 years ago okay. on like um, Reddit and 4chan. I'm really not surprised that it started with Reddit. <clears throat> and also on YouTube. Yeah. There's lots of YouTube channels uh-huh. that came out um, talking about men's issues. This is also where some of the men's rights stuff came from. Uh, oh, and yeah, right. uh, Red Pill specifically focuses more on like dating. Okay. Um, kind of the dynamics between men and women. Yeah. Like re- re- dating dynamics, uh, marriage, uh-huh. relationship, uh-huh. and about some of the. <clears throat> so some of the. Here's the thing. Yeah. There's a difference people don't understand between descriptive and prescriptive, right? So if you point out something, right? So red pill people can make a point or point out something that's true, mm-hmm. but then they prescribe something to it that is not true. Okay. So for instance, um, you could say, you could point out the sky is blue, mm-hmm. but then you could give a reason why the sky is blue that's bullshit. Well, of course you can. And that's kind of what people in these communities do is they'll say, they'll point out something that's kind of true mm-hmm. or is true, mm-hmm. but then make implications or suggestions about it that have mm-hmm. other implications. So for instance, they'll try to encourage men to do things that are slightly manipulative to women in order to get with them or to sleep with them. Ideas like negging. Uh, kind that's, that's, that's a manipulative tactic. Some of it, some of it is just self-help stuff. Like um, when Andrew take, take a criticized people were usually okay when he was talking about, you know, like, Oh, you know, go to the gym, try to get healthy, get in better shape, yeah. try to better yourself, you know, okay. start a bit, do whatever. He's trying to encourage people to do better for themselves. Yeah. People had a problem with, is when he started talking about saying misogynistic stuff about like, um, you know, the women need to be subservient to their husband because he he has like a very claims to have this very traditional religious view of like, you know, the man oh. is supposed to do certain things and the woman's supposed to do certain things. Uh-huh. And that, the woman needs to be obedient to her husband, that type of stuff. Like finite viewpoint of that. Yeah, yeah. So when he's talking about that, he 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 would say a lot of um, like, you know, if a woman sleeps with too many people, then uh-huh. she's not somebody you should date or not worthy of dating. Or so he would basically say weird. they they say things like if you're a woman who has too high of a body count, is what they call it, then your value is you're worth less as a woman. He date. he's actually uttered those words. Uh, I don't know if he said that specifically, but oh. I'm talking about red pill spaces in general. Oh, okay. They'll say things like, um, you know, your worth as a woman is based on your body count. Okay. Like right. if you've been with less partners, then yeah. you're worth more in this. They have this, what they call a sexual market value. Oh my God. Is this term they have where they say like, if you're a guy, let's say you're a guy and you're six foot four uh-huh. and you make $250,000, $300,000 a year right. and you're decent looking. Then yeah. your sexual market value is going to be high because that means you have more options. You can have you more women are going to want to date you yeah, because yeah. of all those factors. Yeah, yeah. So, like I'm saying, some of these things they talk about, uh, like there's some truth to it. it makes some sense. Right. Like a guy who's attractive and rich is probably going to have more options than a guy who's broken ugly. Right. But it's that, sort that of is the, a true statement. The implications about some of the things they say. They also say like. Um, you know, so the things that are important about a woman, so a mm-hmm. guy, it's like, you know, being physically trying to be somewhat physically fit, having money. And then on the woman's side, they'll say like youth and having less partners is what's important uh, in the generality, I hope. Right. Yeah. Okay. But then they're kind of like, 
I don't know how to explain it, but I don't. I, so, I, so I didn't want to talk about red pill stuff no, today, no, but you I'm explaining to you what it no, is. But, you're, but you're a lot giving, of young men latch on to this idea. Yeah, okay. But you're giving a lot of really good examples for our topic. Yeah. Like you just gave like four or five different examples of misattributions to things. But that's also some of the toxic talks stuff. about it. Like, yeah. That's, so when people talk about toxic masculinity, that's some of the stuff you're talking about. Yeah. Although a lot of individual cases of toxic masculinity, like I mentioned to you earlier, a lot of it. In my opinion, yeah. there are certain things that maybe you can relate with toxicity or whatever you whatever you want to call it, toxic yep. and being masculine or certain traditionally. So when I think toxic, toxic masculinity, uh-huh. I think of a overly aggressive douchebag who's just an asshole or trying to pick fights all the time for no reason. That's what I think of. But I also so think a lot of things that people attribute and say is toxic masculinity. Is the just more toxic. subtle things. It's just toxic behavior in general yeah. and not specific to men or masculinity. No, and I agree with that. Um, when we when, Earlier when we were uh, talking about what we were going to talk about today and I brought up that I think that we're toxic, uh, especially in like Britney terms Spears? of, yep, in terms oh. of like toxic masculinity or toxic whatever or toxic positivity, which is a newer thing. Uh, when you're using that word toxic, I think it's very much very subjective to the perception of the person describing it. And the reason why I say it that way is because that masculine behavior you just described, if it's not that overt, like you just described it as, and it's more subtle, the per- the other person's perception is that it's toxic, but that doesn't actually make it that. It doesn't make it toxic masculinity just because this one person thinks it is. Well, maybe that one person is misperceiving what well, it is they're doing. Your, um, and it could be humanistic. You're right. It could be human behavior, not masculine behavior. I think a lot of it is just human behavior in general that's toxic because a lot of those same attributes um, a lot of the things people complain about being toxic men and women both do mm-hmm. um, yes. but I was going to say uh, your boy JP Jordan Peterson <laughs> kidding you've been, so you've been Jordan, calling him my boy for years <laughs> now and like you're the one who listens to it uh, so one of the things that he'll talk about we're yeah. gonna say, um, and I think this is maybe uh, I don't know where he got it from it's probably some behaviorist or some uh-huh. psychologist who's talked about this before it's not his idea but basically um he talks about the concept of like being a man mm-hmm. and the the douchebaggy guy who's going around and threatening people and being yeah, kind yeah. of an ass the, is the a toxic type. toxic masculinity. Yeah. But the positive version of that is a guy who's strong but knows how to control it and be reserved. Yes. And not jump to violence. The person right. who's in control of it. And he like that's the sort of thing you learn in martial arts about being able to be strong mm-hmm. and be powerful, but have control over it. Right. I cannot fly off the handle. Right. No one to use it. Right. So he, he talks about the the power in like having strength, mm-hmm. but being able to use it in a good way to protect. Yeah. To yeah. de-escalate situations to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's how he would talk about it. Um, I agree. We were, when we were talking about the, the red pill stuff a minute ago, which right. I don't think I've ever really talked to you about this before, but I used to, you know, I used to. The reason I know a lot about it is because mm-hmm. I was big into Reddit years ago, and mm-hmm. it was a, it used to be a huge thing on Reddit. I don't think they exist on Reddit anymore. I think they probably got banned. Oh, good. Well, the red pills stuff, Although, and then I when, shouldn't say good. When people started talking about Andrew Tate, I looked yeah. him up because I didn't know much about him. Right. So that was kind of got me back into looking into red pill stuff. Okay. But f- the reason why it was so popular is I think there's a lot of younger men and mm-hmm. boys who feel kind of lost like in their 20s 
Yeah, guys, okay. like teenagers and guys in their 20s, um, just the younger generations, yeah. like Gen Z and younger, sure. that feel kind of lost. And so this is something that they gravitate towards. It's like kind of filling a vacuum, whether it's a lack of fathers in the households because we have a, a lot of people being raised. The the uh, single, um, single parent household yes. rates have gone up quite a bit. Uh, decade after decade, like uh-huh. the numbers keep going up about how many people are raised by a single parent. Right. And I think, um, and a lot of people are raised by single mothers. Yeah. And that for a lot of young boys, if they don't have a positive male role model in their life, mm-hmm. sometimes they get lost. It's a, the classic story about why people get involved in gangs and they get involved doing yeah. stuff. Right. If you're, if right. you're growing up in the city and you're poor and the only people who have money around you are gangsters or gangbangers, then you look well, up to them. Well, you're, a human being will gravitate towards whatever group provides them a sense of safety and security, regardless of whether you're male or female. You're going to gravitate and these, towards these red pill guys that are saying group. it's not your fault. It's that women right. have too high right. standards, or women are this, right. or women are that. They're they're trying to provide an excuse or an explanation for these guys who are lost. And they're taking advantage of them in a lot of ways. Um, so I can actually equate this to something that happened during the 1930s. Yeah, a certain person came into power by convincing a large number of people scapegoating in a certain government uh, in a certain population certain country that uh there was another group of people that was at fault for all their problems well the other the other thing is um and actually i was listening to if you don't know who i'm talking about is the country was germany and world war ii was because of it i was listening to a few people talk about this yeah um on youtube yeah um a couple uh um i guess more liberal i don't know what you would call them liberal or more left-wing youtube creators sure they were talking about how they think that democrats and left-wing uh spaces online need to have a better message for boys and young men because i agree they were saying that a lot of the stuff comes out of it is they're basically saying well it shouldn't be a surprise that so many young boys and men are gravitating towards red pill or towards conservative spaces because those spaces are telling them well it's okay to be a man it's okay to be who you are but when they go to a lot of liberal spaces, they're told, well, you're a white male, you're the problem, or you're a yes. male, you're the problem, yes. or you're the oppressor group. So anytime they actually have any, like, if they're, um, if there's any legitimate issues like um, uh, education, uh-huh. a lot of boys are, boys are dropping out of school and, and, and record rates are dropping out of college right. and record rates. Um, the fact that a lot like suicide and depression is a big issue for a lot of younger men. Well, I was just about to point that out that they, I just recently heard nope. that uh, males have now topped the list of suicide groups but when in they, the country. But when these younger guys go to liberal spaces, they're yeah. being told, well, you're part of the problem and that nobody yeah. wants to take their problem seriously because and I, I understand why. But a, there's people now who are on the left starting to say, like, we need a better message for Wait, young boys I, and boys. Like why would why, why why we want to attract them to our ideas? It's they're basically they're setting them up to be brainwashed by these other groups right. because Absolutely. they're being they're being ostracized and rejected. Right, they're being told they are the problem, and this other group says, "No, you're not the problem. Something else is the problem." And just like all humans, nobody likes to take responsibility or accountability for their own fucking thoughts and feelings. I mean, it's, it's a Sorry classic story of the specific on that, but it's a classic story of the person feeling. Um, people feeling left out or feeling pushed aside and then right. gravitating towards an, some an extremist of, group. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. I mean, it's extremely what happens. Uh, if, if you get kicked in the face enough, you're going to go to whatever and group doesn't just kick because in the face. there are certain issues that af- are affecting like boys and young men doesn't mean that that detracts from many issues affecting women. No, it do- not at all. I, I wanted to kind of point that out and thank you for getting back to it. I don't understand why. Because you're a, a, a white man identifying man in, in in our society why all of a sudden you can't have depression why when you say you have a problem with your some life, people will say you should have depression because you're the problem right and but that's just it it'd be that, better if, that it'd be better if same, you did kill yourself but actually. that's the same thing as in my opinion being just as cold and callous as Christian as some Christians are to the LGBT community, I've, I've actually seen people on on Twitter say that well, you should just kill yourself, or do like it'd be a favor if white like if white guys just start killing themselves more. Really? Yeah. Because that wouldn't solve anything. Somebody else would end up going into power and screwing over somebody else because that's what humans do. I wasn't even going the white male aspect of it. I was just talking about men in general. No, no, because, you're talking about men in general, yeah. and um, I don't 100 percent know if if men truly have, you know, increased in suicide rate to the point of that, because I didn't read it myself. Somebody else told me about it, but I'm not surprised. And not because I'm a huge man supporter, because like I if I fucking could, I would like stop using male and female, sorry, man and woman for everybody. And let's just call ourselves human. I've always been a big fan of that. But I, I really think that if it is true that men have topped that, I don't think it's because per se we've become the devil. Or no. we're being called the devil. I think it's because not only are we being called the devil, because white men historically have done bad things. Nothing me or you have, but historically, yes. But it's also because the voice is getting diminished when there are when there is a human being out there who feels ostracized, put down, destroyed. And because somebody wants to look at just the surface and say, well, you already get enough. Well, no, they aren't getting enough. That way one human being in front of them has pain. Listen to that pain. You want other people to listen to your pain? You want other people to listen to your struggle and help you with your struggle, but you're not willing to do it to anybody else? You're just as bad as people who ignored everyone else. Sorry, I got soapboxy, but that's how I actually feel about it. Because I've heard, not just heard, I know people who have outright said, well, you already get enough support, but you don't know if that's true or not. Well, a lot, of, a, lot of, of a lot of men have trouble asking for help in general. To begin with. But um, I think it seems to be, because I don't have any I don't have any evidence for yeah. this, but it seems to be that a lot of uh like men in my generation and younger mm-hmm. are more okay asking for help. But when they do, a lot of times they're met with skepticism or just kind of like eh. uh, something very dismissive. Yeah. Yeah. Kind, kind of like if a woman went to report a rape in the 1950s and police officers like, yeah, but what were you wearing? Very dismissive. And not that I'm trying to equate the two of those as being equal in some way. I'm just saying it's the same mentality from the person who you're you're saying something to. Um, that and I'm, I'm a big fan of using extreme examples to illustrate my points. Um, I and I'm not trying to be. I guess a red uh, red pill person or whatnot. I, I don't think you could be because you don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And fuck, it sounds like half their viewpoint. I don't agree with anyway. It has to do I, with the, the matrix analogy of the blue pill. The yeah, pill. No, They're I, saying we know the reality. The yeah, truth. Yeah, 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 whatever. I don't think a single person on this planet knows 100% true reality anyway. 
Um, I think we're all just fucking like muddling through <clears throat> a fucking fog. Some of the stuff that um, they talked about, like that I did do agree with some of the stuff is like, sure. <clears throat> I feel like we don't take the, a lot of, well, as a society in a whole, speaking in general. Yes, please. Let's we don't appreciate the role now. of fathers enough. Uh, I agree. Considering there's so many posts and this is funny. This is actually very, very <clears> funny <throat> to me that there are so many uh, autistic creators uh, and I'm not insulting you or putting you down because you are this, but, uh, female identifying content creators that are autistic and they're putting out content that only supports autistic mothers or mothers of a child with autism. They constantly talk about how hard it is to be an autistic mom. They don't talk about how hard it is to be an autistic parent. And it's, it would be the same thing as if a guy goes to all the uh, fathers out there working so hard and ignoring the moms, people in the comments, all the women in the comments would say, what about moms? What about moms? Very few people go into those uh, uh, creators content and say, well, what about the dads? And then the one time I backed out of our account for on the spectrum and I went into my personal account and went in and said, what about autistic fathers? I had 30 or so comments of women work harder than men to raise children. Like, there was a point. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, yes, and sometimes no. I mean, at one point, I was a single there's dad. There's a lot of great moms out there, and there's a lot of shitty moms out there. Right. A lot I, of great like, dads and a lot of shitty dads. And so that's the thing, though. If you're going to praise an autistic parent, praise autistic parents. The fact that you praise only one and not the other makes that man now feel ostracized or as if he's not working hard enough. And then on the flip side of that, if you only praise autistic fathers or or if you don't hold their standard equally, that's the other thing too. If you're praising fathers for doing the bare minimum of being a father, stop that shit. Like it also depends on the indiv level. individual situation because it, it does. Everybody's it does. situation is different. I mean you might have maybe you're in a situation where um well, context is very important. You're like right. if you're if you're a family, you you know, you have a uh, presumably I'm talking right. about a traditional family here, you know, man and woman with uh -huh. a child who's autistic. Right. And maybe the mom has to stay home with the child. Maybe it wasn't necessarily maybe it's between the mother and the father. Right. But one of them chose to stay home because they had to with the mm -hmm. child when the other person works. Now, if that other person's working all the time, uh -huh. especially if you have one person working. Yeah. Maybe they don't have as much time with the kid as the other person that's does. Exactly right. But that's their individual situation. It could right. be reversed. Maybe the maybe the mom's making a crap ton of money and she goes and works and the right. dad stays home and with the kid. He stays home. Yeah. But because there's a lot of situations like that nowadays, you know, right. modern families are different. They're well, stay at home dads. But um well, I that situation's different. Like right. that mom, maybe she can't spend as much time with the kid yeah. because she needs to make money so they can pay the bills. Right. But and then people are going to praise her for being an autistic mom. But yet she's not the one who's there every single day taking care of that kid. Um, and, I, and I really like how you you just you, hate women, Nick. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. And yet I'm raising two and I'm married to one. No, it's just um, people get really touchy about these subjects. So they, they do. People Side get note, very emotional about it. They and do, but they only get touchy when it comes to their own personal fucking shit. They don't get touchy when you point out it's the same behavior on the opposite side. Because uh, I've seen, because when I people, I've seen this stuff happen okay. over and over again. Yeah. Um, issue affecting X, issue affecting X, right. whether one gender or one sex or the other, right. and then you know something happens where there's a bunch of guys commenting like you did, and then there's people jumping on them and shitting on them, right? 
or vice versa. Right. Some guys are making some broad generalizations about women mm-hmm. or complaining about something about men. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of women jump in the comments. I'm like, ah, and complaining. Yeah. The one, the few that irritate me the most. Right. <clears throat> when a boy is sexually abused by an older woman. Yes. And then you have men in the comments justifying the behavior because it was a woman who was the. <laughs> yes. Well, if I, I wish that had happened to me or some other bullshit. Sometimes you see women do the same thing, too, but it's usually guys. Yeah. In my experience. But I think it's gross. The other one that pisses me off mm. is um, because I because I see it happen all the time where if somebody's talking about women's issues or things that affect yeah. women and then a guy jumps in the comments and starts complaining about men's stuff and then the women are like, well, we're not talking about dudes right now or whatever. Or they're, they're right. But right. Opposed to identifying the fact that he was joining in the conversation not to oppose or to diminish the female issues, but to point out the issues that that person faces as well. No. Um, well, what I was going to say that I'm, I find I'm just irritating that part out there. is I'm just throwing that out there, man. like there'll be a post where let's say a guy is talking about um, a video where a guy's talking about how hard it is sometimes for guys to express their feelings because of yeah. certain societal things. Right. And then there'll be somebody in the comments, usually a woman who will say like, well, that's because men are just need to be better or need to do this or so that. Right. And right. let's say some shit like that. As if like we have to prove our love. Or that they'll they'll start talking about something that about women that's completely unrelated. Right. About why women have it worse. And it's yeah. like we're not competing right. over who has it worse. Well, like hold how come on though. I mean, that's literally what that kind of shit is though, Steve. Like if like, somebody's just talking if somebody's talking about because they feel like if a guy's talking about his emotions or uh-huh. his problems or depression, yeah. that somehow that detracts from whatever issues you're having as a woman. Right. And it doesn't it, detract it, it, it's just joining the conversation because you're because the attention's not on you right now. It's right. on somebody else. Right. And maybe if you're a woman, maybe you can't relate to whatever the guy's saying, but you want to try to make it about you. Right. And it, that's what I find annoying is when people try to make it about them when uh-huh. it's not about them at that time, right. because it doesn't mean that you can't. There's a difference between trying to be involved in the conversation uh-huh. and maybe relate to it yeah. versus trying to change the conversation and make it about you. Right. I I agree completely with what you're saying. I, I, with what you were just saying, there was one common thing that I heard in all of it, which was when people identify these external visible fucking differences, people get shitty on each other. Why don't we identify, and somebody's probably going to bitch about me saying this, but why can't we identify human first? Like we all feel diminished at times. We all feel as if somebody's not listening. We all feel as if we don't belong somewhere. No matter what kind of human being you are, no matter what difference it is you have in whatever way you have it different, why can't we identify human first? Why can't we talk to each other as human first? Why do we automatically have to say, well, you're a guy, so you're diminishing my pain because now you want to talk about yours. Why can't you both just talk about how you struggle? Why can't you both talk about the things that have happened to you? Because whether you're a man or a woman, you get depressed, you have anxiety, you feel pushed away, you feel alone, you feel depressed, you get like no matter your gender, no matter any of your identifiers, whether it's race, sexuality, gender, any of that, but like uh, disease, mental, uh, uh, I don't know, fucking mental health issue, whatever the case may be, we've got all these differences and we're literally telling people that because you you don't have X or because you look different than me, there's no way you can understand me emotionally. 
And, and I think that's a bullshit statement. And I think the more that we continue to separate ourselves in such a way without looking at that there are men who have emotions and the reason why they don't feel like they can have them or express them is because every time they've tried, even in the smallest way, try, they've been back down. Like I, I deal with mostly men in my work. Okay. Um, and I, I do counseling. Okay. I'm not, obviously I'm not telling you, you know what I fucking do for a living. I mostly counsel men. And in that, the amount of men who have right before they have started to get emotional, when I can kind of see it on their face, kind of, they immediately out of shame. They have all this emotion. They want to get it out. And the women who sit in front of me, the, the few that I end up uh, seeing with my line of work, they have no issue in the world just exposing having an overly emotional moment. But the men have such a hard time with that. And when I tell them they're in a place in which to do that, if there's no other place on this planet they feel they can, they can inside the four <clears> walls <throat> in my office because of that. Because I'm a guy who has no issue crying no matter what I am. I mean, I'm also prone to meltdowns quite a bit. So they kind of happen I don't, sometimes. I don't, I don't feel mean comfortable to have them. expressing emotion. Anymore. I know you don't. I have to. I, I feel. I feel as if I have to express emotion regularly because I've always felt that because I'm bipolar and that, that might, that might sound like an excuse and it's not, I'm not blaming bipolar for me being emotional. I'm emotional one way or the other, but I feel because I'm bipolar, I have a lot of intense emotions regularly. And if I tried to pack them down, like a lot of men do and try to be that guy again, I'm going to become the same asshole I was. And I used to be a horribly insensitive, apathetic asshole because I was bad. I, I, I was spending so much time holding all of this that you see in the podcast <clears throat> today, holding it all down. Right. But I, I literally think, just talking I think the like conversation is regularly. Um, there's always this this desire to cast blame. And so oh, what you see is uh, when we talk about issues like that, like what's the men feeling ashamed right. or shameful about sharing their feelings. Right. A lot of people, men included mm -hmm. other men who maybe might identify as feminist. Sure. They will say uh -huh. that those men feel shameful uh -huh. because it's their fault. Well, because yes. they're perpetuating blame. because they're perpetuating the the culture of toxic masculinity but they weren't the ones who taught themselves that culture they were not the ones who taught themselves the expectation society has on men yeah or or if they were a woman who who feels they have to live up to the expectation they didn't teach themselves that they were taught that and they weren't just taught that by their parents by watching their parents and these behave. things change slowly over time they do i think people you, expect you things to change too quickly and it's it very, doesn't work that very, way no no not without um, not without cutting people's heads off or violence things don't change i'm talking about like you know in order to make change quickly you need like revolution and a lot of times violence because things just don't change overnight yeah but you didn't just go to violence or say revolution you went straight to cutting people's heads off yeah, dude being extreme but i'm saying that well, like but you didn't say revolution you didn't say civil war you were saying, saying sometimes heads off. unless you take drastic steps yes things don't change i know that's what you meant um even with those drastic steps we're talking about behavior. Right. We're talking about societal behavior. Right. And like that maybe maybe you can maybe you can march and protest to change politics. You can but when try. it comes to culture, yeah. Culture is not something that changes overnight. Even if you want to riot well, and, or scream or cry about it, it doesn't change that quickly just because it's 
and let, it's uh, slow changes over time right. as people like I if the I have kids and I teach over time. Yes. If I teach my kids something different than right. what I was taught, it takes generations for those changes to happen. Multiple over and case in point, civil rights was 1964, 68, something like that. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in the damn 60s. I don't remember the exact. I think it was 64. Uh, civil rights happened in the 60s, right? Still to this day, we have a large number of people who are racist, prejudiced, and hold really bad stigmatic uh, beliefs about people Nuh-uh. of a different race. You don't uh, say. People of a different gender. That's not true. Right? And so we're Never. talking. That happened, what, 50 some odd years ago? Okay, yeah, you're pretty good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I thought autistic people were smart, man. Well, that's not my area of smartness. Well, you said, okay? you said we need to treat each other like we're human. And I was going to say, well, we're autistic. We're not human. And quite and quite frankly, getting into I that, I that uh, Aspie in supremacy, and I know you don't agree with Aspie supremacy. If I have to watch, listen to, or look at one more fucking asshole who says they're better than other people because they know common sense. No, actually, you. I, no, you don't. I always felt oh, my God. my autism always made me feel less than, not more than. It yeah. made me feel less than human. It made me feel like an alien right, or me too. an android. Me or too. Well, a, hold on. Somebody would argue, though, it's not your autism that made you feel that way. It was the social expectation of the NT world. But I would also repl- retort. What's with, the difference? What I would retort with is this. If Aspies are so fucking better than other people, A, why are there so few of us? Two... If we're so better, then how come we haven't navigated one of the simplest things for NTs to figure out, which is how do we acknowledge the other human being in front of them? A lot of Aspies, because level one, right? Level one autism. We got social. Well, okay, I won't call them deficits, but they're fucking deficit sometimes. We got social issues, right? We don't know their world, but we're also not asking them about their world. We're not trying to figure out their world. We're trying to observe their world through our lens without reading their world, without reading books about their world, without talking to NTs and saying, hey, how did you know to touch her the side of her arm when you were paying her a compliment? How did you know to do that? Well, it makes people feel good. How did you know that? I don't know. You should try it. Oh, Uh, maybe I should. One time I did that when I was a teenager, I got in trouble, so. Okay, so you learn not to do it, even though it yeah. does actually make people feel more safe so and secure. And I, I usually it, don't touch make, people, and I don't, I don't do line. certain things, but there yeah. was I, I, I patted a coworker on the shoulder once and, and paid, paid her a compliment, right. and she told my boss that I sexually harassed her. Holy shit, that was a bad interaction. A lot of the times with it wasn't, anyone. I didn't say anything like uh, the compliment was nothing physical or anything. Yeah. Like it. it was just about like her work. Like I gave her right, – right. I said, hey, you know, oh, that was an awesome job or something along right. those lines. And I went like just the regular pat, nothing right. like weird, just a, like a pat on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And she told him that I made her feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, really? OK. Like, so, I mean, that's an odd interaction. But like most of the time. But so now I just don't touch anybody. Yeah. So most of the time <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm in like pro mode or like salesman mode or like trying to, I don't know, fucking, you know, promoter mode that I do. Right. If I'm talking to somebody, I'm complimenting them. I'll do. Yeah, no, I don't, right I don't do any of that anymore because I, uh, well, I, a, I do. I had a bad experience. Well, you had one bad experience. Yep. So you stopped doing Never something again. that has some statistical basis that Never makes again. people makes people more. I don't want to be accused side. of harassing somebody because I gave them okay. a friendly so pat on the shoulder. That's one thing I would say to anybody who's a level one who's trying to learn NT behavior or how to learn 
trying to learn how to uh, work inside the NT world is just because you try it once and you have a bad fucking experience, that doesn't mean it don't work. That's one bad experience, right? Because maybe, maybe in that given moment, you didn't read the hints she was throwing out that she ain't a person who likes being touched ever. It's kind of like with me. When this, people this reach was out like, to touch my arm, this I was like have very, to back away and go, whoop, I don't like being touched. This was a very brief thing, so it wasn't like I was hovering over her. It was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a walk over, bup, right. bup, walk away type thing. Right. That's why when my boss brought it up to me, I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't even know what he was talking about right. at first. Well, because like, to her, it was more significant than right. you. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then I was like, I was so confused by it because right. I'm like, what did I do? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I didn't. So that I just made a rule like I just don't t- touch anybody right. at all. Right. So um and I mean, we're still talking about the topic. I was about to say, right. let's get back on the topic, but we are talking about it. So I do I did notice that too a lot of autistic people do have problems with making sure that they touch other people appropriately. Yes. Well, the boundaries is a big deal for people like us. Yes. I used to um and get, some would argue that it's because we're never taught what the boundaries are and everybody else just knows them. I used to uh, have boundary issues when I was in my early 20s right. and my teenage years. I used to get really, really close to people when I talked to them. I'm sorry. You think you only did that in your teenage years? Well, whatever. I've gotten better at it. You're much better at it now. Well, people used to tell me Re- that I would Remember, get... I have proximity issues. So but I didn't, if you're an appropriate distance I didn't me, realize I, I was getting close to people when I was talking to them. Like, it just yeah. didn't... I didn't think about it. If I'm talking to somebody, I would get, like, right in their no, freaking no, no. face. I, I know. Um, but I don't do that anymore. There were times where you used to, I know you just said you don't do it anymore, but there are still times where you do do that. But I've also noticed other autists. I don't do this, but I notice other autists people do it where they will touch people. Yeah. Especially if they're like level two yeah, or level three. You, you mean like that person who I take care of? Well, I saw, I, well, I wasn't talking about her, but I was, well, my daughter does it. I've seen uh, video clips of autistic kids on, uh-huh. um, like on, on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, there's a boy, there's these clips somebody posts of this boy in Disney World, mm-hmm. and he goes up to the Disney princesses, and a lot of times he'll put his his hands on their chest. Yes. But the none of the princesses in any of the videos I've seen ever reacted in a bad way, because they right. can tell he's autistic. Yeah. He's with his Wait, parents. He's black wearing, headphones? Yeah, yeah he's yeah, wearing yeah. headphones. And it'll come over and like put his hands on their shoulder. Yeah, he's kind of tall. And sometimes they'll say, hey, hey, you move your hands, and it'll yep. move them. But like, he obviously is not trying to but he just doesn't it's it's clear that he doesn't understand the social is, is he there. the the tall uh tall dude with the brown hair who uh there's a one specific one of him walking up to a jasmine look alike probably there's there's he, he's a tall skinny kid yeah yeah tall skinny white kid. and he goes yeah. to all uh all the well not just the princesses because he goes up to like the the princes or the the, the boys too right but there's a lot of clips with him with princesses online yeah well in even when he goes up to the any character he puts his hands out right he touches them yeah which to, some people might not sure be comfortable he's okay with, with but that a lot of them it seemed like from the video clips a lot of them seemed to know who he yes. was yes and he's wearing um headphones and he's with his parents right or ear muffs what if they're your muffs your headphones whatever they are whatever either are. way but he's his ear protection. i think they read the context of the situation yes. and understood that yes. he's autistic and so they there, you're going to be a little, well, hopefully a little bit more accepting about somebody mm-hmm. violating your social bound or your right. personal boundaries a little bit if you know that um, there's somebody, if they're a level two or a level yeah. three autistic person, that they might not understand that they're violating your right personal so, space. So if that's, if we're talking about the same kid, um, the clip of him touching Jasmine's, a couple of people, and mostly it was female responders. Uh, said a lot of inappropriate stuff about the boy. 
and said a lot of inappropriate stuff about the boy's parents. And they were very ableist because they were like, you should have taught him. He should know better at his age. Well, the woman who played Jasmine actually jumped on that comment section and actually like ripped him a new asshole about how he was completely appropriate. Once he touched her, he moved his hands up purposely. He, you know, like, and she talked about how she knows him. She, he comes to the park all the time and like, and he is autistic. And she even said that that's, not the important part. The important part is, is even though he reaches out to touch somebody and it's chest level, when he makes physical contact, he moves his hands up. Like he's not way. obviously trying to cop a feel. Right. He's not at all. And that was a cool thing that she like, did. I don't understand that people don't understand the context. If yeah. there's an autistic teenage boy who touches everybody's right. upper chest when right. he reaches out to them, man or woman. Right. And the context, it's not a sexual of, thing at all. Like he's not obviously not trying to cop a few. There's a difference between that right. and like some asshole walking up to you at the bar and trying to grab your, your <laughs> trying to grab your breast or touch yeah, it, or a guy right. walking by and grabbing your butt. That's not yeah. the same thing. No, not even remotely. Because one has an intention to do such a thing, and the other it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean there. that it's. It also doesn't mean that if you're a woman and you, that you have to feel comfortable in that situation. Yeah, that's true too. Like you should be able to say. I no can as understand well. like if. If he walked up to me and did that, I'd probably feel uncomfortable, too, with him mm. touching me. But I'd be more. I, I couldn't even let him get close enough to touch me. But I would be more willing to um, put my own feelings aside. Right. Because of his situation. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be understanding, even though it might make me uncomfortable. I'm like, yeah, he's obviously not trying to make me feel uncomfortable. This right. is There's who no he is. Behind. There's no malice. And I would just let it slide. Yeah. I'm not saying that any women in that situation have to feel that way. Right. Right. And I can understand why people would feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. Because I would feel uncomfortable if some kid just walked up to me and put his hands well, on me. Well, especially the but. context of a, a, a female or a woman's life. Uh, they've had a lot of men or even boys be inappropriate like that. Be far more touchy than need be, right. if you will. And so I do understand why a lot of women would immediately see that situation and go, ooh, how dare he? It would actually probably make them more uncomfortable if it was a girl. Because I, I would feel – it would make me feel more uncomfortable if a young – if a teenage girl came over and started touching my chest and be like, whoa, all right. I'm uncomfortable either way. Yeah. Oh God. I just thought, I, I just think put because two of the, because of the, one. the interaction where me, me being a male and there being a female and her touching me, people might right. get the wrong idea. Right. So, but either way, uh, anyway, uh, we got off topic yeah. a little bit, but it's about but that not, time. Not really, but yes, we did. But I, I think we, so let, let's do a wrap up if we can. All right, um, hold on. Let me get my Trojans out. Yep, exactly. Um, I don't. Oh, want not anybody, that kind of wrap up. Okay. I don't want anybody walking away from this episode and and thinking that we're in support of these red pill people because it sounds like <laughs> right. we're not. I am such Listen, an I old can, man. I'm I can mention. I can show. mention things on the show that doesn't mean that I agree with or support everything right. I bring up. I'm just mentioning them because we're, they exist. We're having conversation about it because we don't have all the answers as I usually say at the beginning of episodes, but I haven't for a couple of them. We I do think not it's presume to be experts and we are most certainly not experts. I think, in being I think it's important to, so if you're going to criticize something or if yeah. you, if you're going to be opposed to something, I think right. it's also important to understand it. I do. I, I think an actual understanding, not the fucking shallow. Understanding. Yeah, yeah. Not that so sh like, stereotypical. Bullshit. I don't agree with the red pill guys or the red pill. Right. A lot of the red pill stuff doesn't mean that they don't, like I said before, like when you when you have um, movements or yeah. communities like that that yeah. sway so many people, there has to be some level of truth in there. So they take some truths, surface level truths, so they take some things that are true. Uh -huh. But like I said, the prescription 
you describe what they attribute it to is wrong. It's it's how they go about like what they try to tell you to right. do about it or their solutions to problems right. that are wrong or the way that they try to um lead men to manipulate or right. or treat yeah. women poorly, like that's that's wrong. Um it doesn't mean that, like if they point out that you know maybe we should uh treat fathers a little better. Yeah, maybe you have a point there. Maybe yeah. Maybe we I shouldn't just by default, you know, give custody to women all the time. Maybe sometimes. Well, not the, everywhere does that, though. A lot, a lot of okay. states are is like that. that. A, is that another episode? In my experience, um, and I don't know if it's changed in the last ten years or so, but because I've had a lot last of twenty, I've had a lot of. Well, I was. I said 10. it's changed. I didn't say it's always like there are certain states that still have policy that is straight up mom first, but there are other states that are more. I think it also depends that. on. It depends. I think it it goes by court by judge. But in Massachusetts, in my experience, um, with people I know who have, who have had kids yes. in situations, um, it seems like the courts heavily favor favor the mother all yes. the time. But, but that's also the not, prejudice of the judges. You are right. Right. About right. You that shouldn't too. just automatically favor one over the other. No, uh, there should actually be a lot more of a formulaic criteria. For but my my point is that those are issues that we should be able to talk about. Uh, absolutely. So when, when people in these p- spaces talk equality. about like people who talk about men's issues yes. or whatever, um. Yeah, like some of these red pill people or charlatans who talk about stupid shit. Um, but it doesn't mean every single time somebody brings up an issue, just like right. we said before, like if if Ben Shapiro brings up something, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that he's automatically wrong just because he's Ben Shapiro. Right. Like maybe he he has a valid point about something, but he also and has if the context is that he's a conservative right wing talk show. But maybe the fact that he's bringing up the topic. Yeah, maybe that's just good enough. Maybe he's fucking wrong on whatever the concept is or the topic he's talking about. But the fact that he's talking about it might be worth just listening to, because then you can take from whatever he's talking about, right? Whatever episode he's on, whatever topic it is, you can then take that topic, especially if you're new to that topic. You can go to a buddy of yours and be like, you know, man, I just heard this idea and I want to run it by because I want to see what you think about it. And I want to be able to explore my own thoughts. Well, in the the context of Ben Shapiro, it could also be that maybe him or other conservative talk show hosts are talking about right. an issue that people on the left are not talking about that maybe they should maybe they should because it seems like we we live in a society and I don't want to get too deep into this rabbit hole yeah. but we have a culture in this country right now because we're so politically divided and uh-huh. I talked a little bit about this in our political episode yeah which we'll probably get back anytime to. it's like if if somebody on the left brings up an issue right. now all of a sudden anybody who's on the right can't talk about it because that's a left-wing issue yes or somebody on the right brings up something even if it's a valid concern or a valid right. problem well we can't talk about that now like it's weird how certain issues that shouldn't be politicized have become politicized just because one party talks about it more than the other right like f- things like free speech um things like uh some of the gender stuff that's mm-hmm. become politicized that shouldn't be um I'm trying to think of some other things right now uh, the war in Ukraine. This stupid things like that should not be a political. Like it shouldn't be based on party lines. There should right. be like we should be um, have nuanced takes on these things based on the actual issues and not like well, we should I'm be team, talking about I'm the te- topic, not yeah, about the players. I'm team. I'm team D or team R. Yeah, like, yeah. You can't just like blindly follow everything just because. Well, I, I, I can't be concerned about um, health care because that's a Democrat concern. Right. Or if you're on the left, I can't be concerned about, um, I don't know. Uh, religious rights. Yeah. Or, or like the right the right wing is the, like uh, the ones talking more about free speech issues yes. nowadays. Well, Where it used hmm. to be. It used to be the left was all about I'm, like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go like this for that. I, what I'm what I'm what I'm saying is that yeah, like, yeah. there was always no, like a, a, more of a 
lefty liberal Le- thing left was talking group. about like yeah, we should be able to say whatever thing. we want. Yes. We don't want to be censored. Yes. And people would complain about like censorship of music right. and things in the 90s. And right. now all of a sudden, like the right is the one always complaining about censorship. And it's just funny to me how it shifts. It, yeah, yeah. Like now. But it literally shifts because and and this is my fucking opinion. I'm not political scientist by any fucking mean or political science major. It it just seems like it's it's kind of what you described. It's one will always take the opposite side no matter what. Yeah. And and like the the funny thing to I me I think the is, Democrats should just come out and be against gay marriage and all of a sudden all the conservatives would be like, well, no, they need to get married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We need to support everybody's right. Listen, but, I support Adam and Steve. Yeah, exactly. Like immediately that's what's going <laughs> to fucking happen. You'll they'll be see, making, you'll they'll see be Mitch making, McConnell on TV going, all people should be married. That's right. Mitch McConnell will be on TV making a gay wedding cake. That's it. Oh, God. That would be so fucking funny to me. Oh, he's painting the rainbow on the front Listen, of the wedding Listen, the Democrats cake. are clearly bigoted against our LGBTQ yeah, except, brothers. Yeah, like, you would immediately <laughs> see that shit. Lindsey Graham would be stepping up there going, well, the Bible actually says, and he'd just start describing shit that some, like, liberal... And, and the Bible, uh, there actually is plenty of uh, homosexual yeah, love. Right, right, right. Interact- Jesus yeah, just, loved homosexuals. Just fucking immediately you would see that shit. Just immediately. Immediately. Um, no, I, the, that's the, that's one of the reasons why I don't like the, the parties. And I always call myself libertarian. I don't know if I'm actually a real libertarian or not. I libertarian don't know is I, an umbrella whatever. term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just kind of taking it uh, for now just because it shuts people up when they're like, oh, what do you believe in politically? And here's, they're like, here's what, what is what that? I, I don't know what that is. Here, here's what I believe in politically. And this is going to sound like a, I don't know, a zealot fucking statement. But I believe human first. Okay. Every policy should be based first and foremost on human. It it should be that we should follow all things based on being human. We should respect one another as human. We should we should help each other out as human. We, none of the other qualifiers should fucking be a consideration. Every every bit of criteria to award somebody something, every bit of criteria when it comes to anything should not have any other qualifier except for humanistic qualifiers, not humanistic in the sense of like age and race and gender and sexual parts and and who we fucking at night and who do we want to marry or what religion we have. It should be outside of all of those things. Well, no, unless your name is Nick and then we just we should lock you in a cage and feed you alcohol all day I all right on that, that on that yeah. note uh, uh we really need to wrap up we, so. we don't need to you want to and let's do it because it's a good idea it's, it's we're past so, the hour mark now. yeah shit happens okay. man shit happens and we also have to be somewhere yeah, we all do right. have to be somewhere and this is a great topic we are going to come back to this topic at some point all right yeah we're talking about masculinity and with a uh the 70 social- to 80 percent female audience yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what quite honestly if you are a woman listening to this or you're uh, uh identifying as a woman and you were listening to this podcast if you have any questions if you have any comments oh, by the way when like i say dislike 70 80 percent female audience i mean because we had somebody comment about this before yeah because that's the statistics we are given it doesn't yes. mean that there's not more like non-binary or uh right we actually according to the statistics that spotify gives us we have like three percent non-binary people it's who just listen that's to the show. statistics i have available so i'm not meaning to offend anybody that's right. just i'm going off the data that i have available like, like literally they give us analytics yeah, anyway. and those analytics say most mostly women listen to this podcast anyway so yeah. 
If you like, dislike, or disagree, agree with anything we've said today, if you want to have more of a conversation about this, feel free to reach out to us, whether it's by email on any one of the social media sites, please talk to us about this. Me and Steve are not experts in any of this. We're just, we just have opinions about it. And the only way we can grow, the only way we can understand the world better is by having conversations with those who don't agree with us and let's grow together. Let's both come to an understanding from each other's point of view about this. So reach out to us. Let's talk about it. And we will get back to this topic at some point. Cause right. by no means are we done with it. And now I got to teach Nick about the red pill this week. He's really going to have to. All right. Bye. Bye.